We've all heard them. Don't park on a lover's lane. Don't say Bloody Mary in the mirror. The call is coming from inside the house. The school's seven horrors or whatever. Urban legends. Specifically, Texas urban legends, at least on today's episode. Where did they come from? Is there any truth to them? Are you going to be the next victim of whatever spooky thing? Welcome to The Creepiest Sleepover. I'm Kat, and I am definitely not at all afraid of these urban legends. Nuh-uh. No, sir. I am perfectly fine, and I will not have to borrow my daughter's nightlight. Tonight, I'll tell you about some spooky Texas urban legends that will hopefully also keep you awake so that I'm not the only one who feels like a total weenie. I know you want me to start with one you all already know, like the Chupacabra or La Llorona, but have some patience, my friends, because I'd like to start with the legend of Smiley's Grave. I grew up in Garland, Texas, which some of you may know either from the movie Zombieland. That guy down there is me. I'm in Garland, Texas. And it may look like zombies destroyed it, but that's actually just Garland. Or, if you're really weird, the cult that was convinced Jesus or God or whoever was going to land in a spaceship there. If you don't know that one, don't worry. That's a story for next week. In Garland, there is a really old cemetery called Mills Cemetery. It was established in 1860, so yeah, old. Within Mills Cemetery, which is quite pretty and peaceful during the day, actually, there is one strange grave. This is a mass grave holding a whole family, the Smiley family. Mother Belle Hall, Father Charles Oscar, and daughters Lilith Merle, Greta May, and Charlena. Little Charlena was actually only five months old when she died. All died May 9th, 1927. As far as I know, this is the only mass family grave in the cemetery, maybe in town. If you lie down on the grave at midnight, especially midnight on Halloween. Of course, it's always on Halloween. It will feel like there are phantom arms holding you down, the spirit of Charles Smiley trying to add another member to his ghostly family. Or maybe he's really mad. Rumor has it he was an angry man, so angry that he killed his whole family before turning the gun on himself. Or was it a fire that overtook the house, when a developer who was upset that Charles wouldn't sell him his land set the house ablaze, killing everyone inside? I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. But it wasn't any of those things. There was a tornado outbreak on May 9th, 1927, that actually spanned a couple of days and hit states from Texas all the way to Iowa. Overall, that outbreak killed over 200 people, 17 of whom were in Garland. Odds are, the Smiley family perished in that tornado. Two other Smiley children actually survived and were placed in foster care. I hope they didn't grow up to hear all the rumors that I did about their dad. This is one that I grew up hearing as young as like eight or nine. I remember going to the cemetery at night once when I was a teenager. I was not stupid, brave, or disrespectful enough to lay on the grave. Okay, like, 
Yes, it would be disrespectful, but let's be honest here. 16-year-old Kat was probably not thinking about that so much as she was pissing her pants and shaking. Let's move on to the deadly chupacabra. The tale of the chupacabra is actually kind of new, with sightings only dating back to the 1970s. The name chupacabra is actually even newer. A Puerto Rican comedian actually came up with it on a radio show in 1995. It's a little unfair of me to call this a Texan urban legend because sightings of creatures similar to the chupacabra go all the way to the Philippines, and it actually originated in Puerto Rico. The chupacabra is sighted mostly in rural areas because its main source of food is goat blood. It's basically a goat vampire. Well, the chupacabra isn't a goat, it looks more like a dog, so dog vampire? Some people describe it as reptilian, so reptile vampire? I'll stick with chupacabra. Anyway, farmers live in fear of the creature, so afraid that their livestock will be sucked dry by this vile creature. But even fences can't keep out the ravenous chupacabra. In 1995, the town of Canovanas in Puerto Rico was ravaged by a chupacabra, over 150 farm animals and pets falling victim. Where did it come from? What is the chupacabra? Sorry to be a party pooper again. But odds are, anything that is supposedly a chupacabra is just a mangy, possibly rabies-infected, maybe even parasite-infested coyote. Not all coyotes or dogs eat their prey. Sometimes the prey can injure them, but still die because of bleeding out. Hence, the lack of blood. I really suck at keeping people scared, don't I? Okay, okay, so those two can sort of be proven wrong somehow. But what about some more unexplainable, more creepy ones? Let's get it. Y'all may have seen a movie recently called The Curse of La Llorona. My husband still likes to make fun of the way Linda Cardellini pronounces La Llorona, but honestly, I'm probably not doing much better. I can't roll my R's, so Spanish is pretty much a no-go for me. Honestly, I don't remember the movie being that bad, despite the fact that it only has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe my standards are really low. Or maybe movie theater popcorn really does make everything better. Anyway, La Llorona is a real thing. I remember hearing about it from my friend's abuela in elementary school. She would tell me, well, tell all of us, about how La Llorona would come to take naughty children away, which honestly was enough to scare my lame ass straighter than it already was. This is apparently pretty common in Hispanic households. My husband told me that he was pants-shittingly scared of La Llorona as a kid, too. I remember my friend's abuela telling me to be especially careful around water, because La Llorona hangs out at rivers and lakes. The story goes that she caught her husband with another woman, and was so angry that she drowned their children, and then threw herself into a well in her grief. She wasn't allowed into the afterlife, and is forced to wander until she finds her children, which is why we kids had to be careful not to be mistaken for her children. La Llorona is not exclusively Texan, so if you live anywhere in the Southwest or Southern California, you better watch out for her. If you see a beautiful woman in a white dress walking along the banks of a river, although why 
You would be walking along the banks of a river as unbeknownst to me. Why are you going outside? Stay away from her, because she's going to try to drown you. Denton, Texas is not only the home of happiness where Brad proposed to Janet. Fun fact about me, I used to be on a Rocky Horror Shadowcast where I mostly remember playing Columbia and could probably still do the floor show routine now, nearly 20 years later. I now live five minutes from a Home of Happiness sign, which is posted near Old Alton Road, where Old Alton Bridge, also known as Goatman's Bridge, lays unused. There are some hiking trails there now, and my husband says that years ago you could actually still drive on the bridge. Why you would do that is beyond me, because that thing looks rickety as fuck, and it can only fit one car. So, like... What do you do when there's another car? I guess you just be polite. I've been there a few times, mostly during the day, when I'm brave enough to go play Pokemon Go there. But the year I was pregnant with my daughter, one of my husband's co-workers decided it would be a great idea to go at night on Halloween. Of course. It was super crowded, which made it way less scary, but it's still a haunted bridge and I want zero part of it. As the story goes, if you knock on the bridge three times at midnight, it will summon the goat man, a red-eyed demonic figure with a goat-like head that smells like decaying flesh. Why would you do that? Why would you summon a demon? Has anyone watched Buffy? Even the quote, fun ones can still kill you. Ask Xander, He summoned a demon that made everyone sing and dance, but to death. I have seen various paranormal exploration crews out there. That's even how I discovered BuzzFeed Unsolved. There was a coven of witches when we went on Halloween, of course, and the usual teenagers, including one running around in a goat head mask, which I did not find amusing. The legend says that the goat man is actually Oscar Washburn, who was a black goat herder whose goats produced awesome milk, cheese, meat, and hides. He hung a sign on the road that said this way to the goat man. And of course, racist fucks had to ruin it. Apparently, the Ku Klux Klan was super pissed about this because of course they were. They're pissed about everything. One night in the 1930s, they decided to lynch him for daring to have a good business that was probably better than any of theirs. They threw him over the bridge with a noose around his neck. When they went down to the river to confirm that he was dead, they only saw an empty noose and no body in the water. They panicked, so they went to his house and burned it down with his whole family inside. Jesus Christ, what a bunch of fucking assholes. I would probably haunt that goddamn bridge too if it happened to me. Actually, recently, there was a really sad thing that happened at Old Alton Bridge. A teenage boy allegedly jumped off the bridge, but there are a lot of people who think that maybe he was pushed. There's apparently something about bridges that makes them spooky because there's another bridge with the very ominous nickname, if not a little uncreative, 
of Screaming Bridge in Arlington. This one is actually tied to recorded events. In 1961, a car of teenage girls driving around after seeing a movie drove off the bridge after failing to see that the bridge was out. Two of them died instantly. One was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital, and the three other girls survived with injuries. How do you fit six girls in a car? I drive a big-ass SUV, and fitting six is possible, but not the most comfortable for everyone. The county fire marshal determined that the reason the bridge was out was because of arson. Some teenage boys, of course, burned the fucker down. Nowadays, they say that you can hear car screeching sounds and the screams of the girls who fell to their deaths. Have fun driving over any bridge ever again without thinking you're hearing the screams of the dead. I have a list that has like five more myths I could tell you about, but we'll close out the evening with the creepiest story of all the black-eyed children. They look normal, with the exception of their creepy black eyes. I'm not entirely sure why you're not supposed to let them in or give them what they want, other than the apparent sense of dread you feel when you're around them. I haven't been able to find anything about any sort of punishment or any sort of consequence, but I guess impending sense of doom and despair is good enough reason to stay the fuck away. According to a reporter from Abilene named Brian Bethel, in 1996, he was parked in a movie theater parking lot when he heard a tap-tap-tap on his window. Outside of his car stood two boys. They told him that they had wanted to see a movie, but had left their money at home. Could Brian give them a ride? Bethel describes a feeling of unease, more accurately, quote, a soul-racking fear. He says that when he broke eye contact with the older of the two boys, his fear suddenly became all-encompassing, and it was then that the children's eyes turned entirely black. I imagine he probably got the fuck out of there really fast. There are other stories of black-eyed children in more than just Texas. Supposedly, they come out most often on Halloween. Again, of course disguised as normal trick-or-treaters. So, if you open the door and there's a kid, but you feel like you might pass out and die, don't give them any candy, just tell them to fuck off. I found an article on Thought Catalog, of all places, that listed a bunch of supposed black-eyed children encounters. I'll link it in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on this fun night of Texas urban legends, even if they weren't all exclusively Texan. I hope they were sufficiently creepy, or maybe I just remember them that way because I was a kid when I heard them all. Next week, join me when I tell you about the cult that I mentioned earlier, the Chen Tao or True Wei cult. I distinctly remember a bunch of news crews near my house because whatever divine being was supposed to land in their spaceship there. It'll be a fun time. You can find me on Facebook at The Creepiest Sleepover. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at TCS underscore pod. Theme music is by Chris at Half Cab Studios. See you next week. Sleep tight.